Hi, this is Haley Chura. You usually hear me every Thursday co-hosting the Iron Women podcast with Alyssa Gadeski. Current times are anything but usual, and I have a lot of questions. So I created Iron Women podcast mini episodes. I ask women who are endurance athletes and experts in their fields to help me and hopefully help you too by answering a few questions in 15 minutes or less. Thanks for listening. Hi all, this is Haley, and if you're even a casual listener of the Iron Woman podcast, you know I love my dog. Cowboy is an Australian shepherd that technically belongs to my parents, though my mom and I joke we share custody because Cowboy spends a lot of time with me, especially now that he is my designated shelter-in-place buddy. Given that Cowboy and I spend so much time together, and admittedly not always at a six-foot social distance, I wanted to know if I needed to change anything about my interactions with Cowboy or any of the other neighborhood cats and dogs due to the COVID-19 coronavirus. I reached out to veterinarians and endurance athletes, Jen Geiger and Jennifer Shin. I asked them, can my pet get or give COVID-19? Should we be social distancing our pets? And is now a good time to foster or adopt an animal? As always, thank you to the Iron Woman podcast sponsors, Zilio Skincare, Noon Hydration, and Form Swim Goggles, as well as our Live Feisty Patreon community. You can find all website links and discount codes in our show notes or at ironwomenpodcast.com. Now, here is my conversation with veterinarians Jen Geiger and Jennifer Shin. Welcome to the Iron Women podcast, Jen and Jennifer. I want to start this out with an introduction since this could get kind of confusing with both of you being voices and both of you having very similar names. Let's start with Jen Geiger. Can you tell us who you are and what you do both professionally and athletically? I'm Jen Geiger. I'm down in Southern California, uh, Los Angeles area. Professionally, I am an emergency veterinarian. I don't have any particular hospital I work at, so I actually work at a couple of different hospitals as a relief vet, but they're both very high-end specialty hospital, meaning there's a 24-hour emergency service. There's also board-certified criticalists, internal medicine specialists, surgeons, etc. But we don't do any sort of general practice. Athletically, I grew up as a swimmer with a little bit of indoor track thrown in there. Since then, um, especially since coming to California a few years ago, um, I've kind of broken out into triathlon and have past few years been doing Prince Olympics and some half Ironman triathlons as well. This summer was supposed to be my first full distance, but we'll see what happens. It's in Canada. It's in August. It will, I, I would not be surprised if it gets postponed, but that's okay. Well, fingers crossed for you on that Ironman. Jennifer Shin, can you answer the same question? Tell us who you are and what you do professionally and athletically. Sure. I am a veterinarian in Bozeman, Montana. I work in a couple of different capacities. I am a 
small animal practitioner at a uh, general practice that also has two board-certified surgeons and a board-certified dentist. I do relief work at an emergency practice, and I'm the head veterinarian at our local animal shelter. So I, I do a variety of things. And athletically, I also grew up as a swimmer, but also as a skier. Uh, and currently, I do a lot of skiing in the winter. Um, I track ski backcountry and area ski, and I swim and I ride my bikes. And so I'm just sort of a, a general, a general athlete. General badass athlete. I can vouch for you on that. But <laughs> the big question right now, I think, on a lot of people's minds is is whether or not their pets. You know, we're talking dogs, cats can get COVID-19. So let's start with Jen. Can you help us answer that question? Absolutely. There are a number of different coronaviruses. Um, and now Quincy is saying hello. <laughs> this, if for those of you who can't see Jen, her dog has made a wonderful appearance in our video. We, we do love that you vets love dogs, obviously. So welcome, Quincy. <laughs> There's a number of different coronaviruses out there, and each one of them kind of affects their own species of being. In the veterinary world, one of the more famous coronaviruses is the one that can cause a condition called FIP, totally separate from the coronavirus COVID-19. So to answer your question about whether pets can get COVID-19 and then transmit it to people, at this time, there's no evidence that they're susceptible to this virus. They also can't really transmit it directly to people as well. The only way that they could potentially contribute to the spread of COVID-19 is if, say, they get the virus on their fur by someone sneezing on them or petting them after having wiped their nose or whatnot. But it has to be an infected person that does that. Their fur, though, tends to act as a, a pretty poor transmissive medium, basically. It's a lot easier to catch a virus or bacteria or any other sort of infectious organism from an inanimate object if that inanimate object is non-porous. Thinking like tile or your countertop or a coffee mug or something along those lines. Your phone is a great example of one of these objects that could potentially have the virus on it. But as to whether they can transmit it to you directly, no, they cannot at this point. Jennifer, do you have anything to add to that? No, not particularly. Um, you know, there again, there just is no evidence that dogs or cats can serve as kind of an intermediary. You know, it, it, it appears that COVID really does best when it is transmitted directly from human to human in respiratory secretion. So, you know, sneezing or boogers or <laughs> um, so no, no, dogs, dogs can't, can't give us Corona. Should we be social distancing our pets? I think my general feeling on that is that if you were to go to a dog park and you took your dog there and your dog was running around and playing and crashing into other dogs, your biggest risk at the dog park is standing next to a person who may be infected and maybe not know it. As far as the likelihood of a person touching their dog, leaving virus, and then that dog contacting another dog, and then, you know, that, that is just a, a mode of transmission that 
just not, not very effective. So, you know, really your biggest risk is being next to people at a dog park. And if you're out on the trail or you're out running with your dog and your dog sniffs another dog and you just keep on going, uh, everything should be just fine. I completely agree that as long as you're maintaining that six foot distance and you're covering your cough and you're not touching a whole bunch of other stuff while you're out there with your dog, you should be perfectly safe. Both of you are our vets. Are your clinics still open for regular visits? Yeah. So both hospitals that I work at, as I said before, they're 24-hour hospitals. They are both open for business. In talking with both and just based off of the shifts that I had worked, they're both seeing appointments. They're both open for emergencies. They are taking precautions. They're doing curbside service, basically, which basically means that pets are triaged at the owner's car. The tech goes out with protective equipment on and gets a history, brings the pet back into the hospital, but the owner does not come with. And then they try to clean the pet off as best as possible, take off their PPE, bring the pet back into the treatment area to then get their vitals and et cetera and have their exam done. And then any communication between the doctor and the owner is, or really the hospital and the owner is done over the phone at that point. One hospital I work at in the Orange County area, they are trying to limit their actual appointments to only the essentials. Rechecks that don't have to happen right now are not necessarily happening. They're being rescheduled. The other hospital I work at that's up in Hollywood, it seems like they are maintaining all of their appointments as usual. Interesting. Jennifer, what's happening in Bozeman? Are veterinary clinics still open for regular visits or is it more emergency only? The general consensus with the private practices is that they they are still open for business. Everybody has essentially put elective surgeries on hold. So dental cleanings, spays, neuters, things that can wait that are not a matter of critical health, life and death. And we are pretty much all of the clinics in town are doing the same sort of outdoor exchange of animal with limited communication directly with owners. At the shelter, we are doing some modified protocols. We're asking that people don't come to just look at animals if they're serious about adopting. And we're limiting the number of people that come into the shelter at any given time. And I think pretty much all of the clinics in town, including the shelter, have split their staff. So there are a number of protocols that are implemented. But we are still seeing at the private practice I work at, we are still seeing routine appointments, but we are just handling the animals and handling the people in a different way. Jennifer, you mentioned you work at the shelter, the local shelter. Is now a good time to adopt or foster a pet just because people are at home a little more than they might usually be? Right. So one of the recommendations from the the guidelines that that guide shelter medicine uh, now is a great time to foster. In fact, we have put a number of our longer stay and our more our more difficult adoptions. We've put them in foster so that they don't have to just sit in the shelter with uh, with limited numbers of people looking at them. We always always need fosters and. Because shelters really don't 
we can't close ourselves to taking in animals because pe- you know people surrender animals all the time for a variety of reasons. You know, now is a great time for fostering and we are coming into kitten season, the ever loved kitten season where <laughs> we have lots of kittens brought to the shelter, lots of cats that have recently had kittens. And until those juveniles are old enough to spay and neuter, we always try to get them out into foster until they're ready to come back for spay and neuter. So we are coming into a period of time where we are very much seeking foster families. What about you, Jen? Do you have any input there? I 100% agree. I think it is a great time to foster for that that same reason. I mean, the the shelters don't close. They are already just kind of overflowing practically with pets that need homes and and are surrendered and and whatnot. And so helping to ease the burden from that standpoint is fantastic. As far as adoption, I actually put this out to a bunch of colleagues on the Not One More Vet Facebook page. And there's a lot of kind of mixed responses there. I have a couple of friends who have already adopted during this time frame, one of which uh, is a colleague of mine in Texas who adopted a couple of goats. (laughs) It seems like the general consensus, and I, I agree with this as well, is if you feel like you have the time to train and and manage pet coming into your home potentially on a permanent basis and it's not going to be a huge transition once you go back to work and once things return to normal is that pet going to go from being with you 24 7 to being with you or without you you know from your typical nine to five work hours also are you going to then be financially able to manage that pet and potential medical issues that arise as this goes on for longer and longer if, if your job is affected or anything like that? If neither of those things are, are a foreseeable issue for you, then by all means, go ahead and, and consider adopting. If you find a pet that online or through word of mouth or whatever that you think would be compatible for your home. I think honestly, a good potential solution for that is the foster to adopt kind of situation, or as some of us like to jokingly call foster failure, where you can take a, a pet as a foster. And then if you find that it's truly a good match for you and things will work out long term, consider adopting that pet. Well, Thank you both so much for coming on. I really appreciate your insight. It gives our listeners a lot of um, a lot of things to think about. And it sounds like from kittens to goats, there's something for every animal lover out there to be doing <laughs> during this time. So thank you both so much. Not a problem. I'm pretty relieved I don't need to social distance from Cowboy and to learn the chance of him even transmitting the virus to me is pretty low but I may still use this as an excuse to give him a B-A-T-H once I finish recording. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you and your favorite four-legged training and recovery buddy stay happy and healthy. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe, like, and comment on iTunes. My favorite podcast hosts are Alyssa Gadeski and Haley Chura. My favorite editor is Aaron Hamilton. The Iron Women podcast is a live feisty media production.